do you mean? Oh, hit the buttons? Yeah, you know, the whole... Quantum bomb. Oh, yeah. All right, we're live again here. Podcast, we don't know. <laughs> and uh, I don't even know what topics we're going to talk about today. I brought one to the table. My, I'm sure these three around me will bring as well. It's Russell, Matt, and Jennifer in the room. Um, What do we want to kick off with first? I'm just here for the Bud Light. Okay, so right, I'll be, uh, there you go. You know what? If you could see us, we do have coffee and beer and water at the table and sparkling fizzies. So we'll kick off with the latest Miller Light thing that happened within the last 72 hours. You've probably heard about it. Um, I don't know. Matt doesn't know the entire story, so I'll just quickly brief you. A month or two ago, a Miller Light commercial surfaced and went viral. A woke commercial of a woman. Pointing out the obvious, and okay, let me preface that A, I am a bikini model. That's not past tense because I'm going to do photo shoots and bikinis coming soon. And B, I will sell my beer TV show where I travel the world and bring you the world's beer story. So I'm very versed in the beer world and the beer history. So Miller Lite had a commercial of women in Mesopotamia, which is today's Iraq, so you can't drink there. But that is where beer originated from, and all human civilization, everything came from beer. Anyways, women created, uh, you know, helped back then in the Mesopotamian days, and they're like, women were the ones that brought you beer. And we want to apologize because beer, women and beer today, their relationship is basically like babes in bikinis. And they had a bunch of those hot Miller Lite um, bikini models shown, like the cutout boards used to see growing up. Yeah. And so they wanted to apologize, and they went on some type of campaign that was hard to follow saying... It's our promise to you women that we're going to, like, take up all the crap with the w women uh, in bikini propaganda promoting beer, and we're going to recycle it and turn it into mulch, and then we're going to grow hops with it and donate these hops to women brewers. It, it, it was there the was never a problem, and they just made some crap yeah, up. Yeah, so, so what, my, my... Who is this? Miller? So I just wanted to have the same opinion that I keep hearing, but I support what you're hearing, which is... As a woman and a bikini model, I work my butt off in the gym. You work your, you know, most people that are out there being so any type of modeling or bodybuilding, so much work and effort goes into that. It feels really nice to have people appreciate that. People that are models, I mean, it's empowering. And so there, anyways, and someone, I drink beer all the time. I'm a huge beer consumer. Nothing about babes and bikinis bothers me. It's the same thing as when you see an actor have a wonderful six pack and a moment of taking off his shirt and all the objectification of men and women goes both ways. Jennifer, you as a female, what do you think now that you've heard the Miller Lite debacle? I also think that, well, I think that the complaint probably started somewhere, that there were some women, oh, you know, just objectifying women all the time. But those women signed up for it if they modeled for it. Who complained? I, Nobody complained. But when you're the at a woman that didn't have a body like that, <laughs> when you're That's in old not nice to John's Oasis when we were growing up, those you know, I actually it's weird, but I've always looked up to things like that, like a cutout of a woman or, or a guy or even a guy. I'll, I'll wonder like, oh, look at that country music singer. Especially if it's a beer babe, like I've always aspired that. I actually have a picture. Oh shit, I'm gonna put this on the internet. I have a picture of me in a Miller Lite silver bikini. Looking good at the river, and I'm going to post it. I didn't think about it till just now, and it actually is the brand Miller Lite. I used to have a Corona bikini. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> okay, so you're literally on uh -huh. the bandwagon with us. You know, it's funny. I just got back from, from a ski patrol at some ski lodges I won't name, uh, talking to them about their explosive needs and stuff, and I went into one of the, the magazines where they actually load the avalanche control charges, 
and it was such a breath of fresh air. There were like posters up there with chicks with the the bikinis barely holding anything and like dick jokes on the wall. And I said, wow, this is like a throwback to 1985. And they said, yeah, a corporate really hadn't made it in this building yet. And we don't know how long this is going to last. I said, please hold on to this bastion of just normal people. You're right. It was a 90s. It was a generational thing to see those like posters. I guess posters are something that disappeared. Yeah, it was over like the, the the beer commercial. It was beer posters of these girls in clad bikinis up there and it, it guys, no nobody was even complaining. I nobody. Think, I think it probably I'll look at the other side of it. It's probably also that as women, we are shown and teenagers and girls, you know, you're shown all these women that look like they have perfect bodies and then you have that expectation for yourself to have to look that way. So I can kind of get that side of it as well, if that's what their issue is or if that's where it started. Well, it, it, what did it take to get that body? Oh. It, which, which is healthier? A big 400-pound blob or that body? Which one's healthier? Which one is the aim that we should be saying, hey, this is, this is health? I feel like I fall on both sides of that coin. Like, okay, I look at those women, and yeah, so I do do all the things to look like them, and that's the physical healthy side, but I'll be I mean, completely transparent. The mental health side, I mean, I know from therapist and therapy and my own shortcomings, I'm not healthy, right? Like with self-love. Like I only love myself when I look like this. So yeah, I'm suffering from, but I also recognize that's a choice, like my own choice to have those thoughts. Like it's not society making me feel like I'm not, that's my own choice to feel that way. I have plenty of friends that are overweight and love their bodies way more than I do. And they're mentally happy and healthy. So anyways. Russell, what about you? You, you? you look at Arnold Schwarzenegger. I look at Arnold Schwarzenegger and I'm like, wow, I wish I looked like that. But we don't, but I'm okay. You just and, said they're happy. They're overweight, happy, and healthy. Well, by well, definition, I mean, yes, when I mean overweight, you can't be, you can't be obese. Like that's True. a health issue. So when I say overweight, I'm mean, like just some love, just some, some, Lord, some fat love. Overweight. You're subscribing to the new science that says that you can be as big as you want and it doesn't affect. Well, your I guess health. let me clarify too. So I mean, okay, obviously, for those that don't, know, I used to be in bodybuilding, so my standards are like completely, almost all body fat gone, and that's where I'm happy and. It's nowhere near where the average American. So yeah, is. I know. So most of my friends who I guess were a little bit more average or like an extra fifteen to twenty could lose, which uh, I would still consider that kind of healthy because that's kind of where most of us are at. The, anyways, I'm just I just wanted to point out that yes, I'll admit I don't have a, a healthy body image, but also I'll add most people in bodybuilding don't. Guys, if I have a product, I don't want to put average on my box. I want to put the top on my box on my label, not average. Hey, so. Before we get too far from Bud Light. Yeah, I was actually going to say, uh, there's a lot of Bud Light to talk about. No, but a quick side tangent I thought was worth going down. If you're able to tell, because uh, I'm curious, why do ski resorts need someone like yourself? For, are, you even, are you able to talk about this? Yeah, I'm not going to name any names. <laughs> okay, so my question would be, why do ski resorts need explosives from a guy like you? Oh, because uh, when it snows a lot, uh, it, the snow builds up on top of the mountain overnight. And uh, it can there can be avalanches the next day, so they have to go up there and throw these explosive charges on it, which shock the mountain, and then the snow slides off. And, and it's controlled avalanche, so that there's not one while the people are out there skiing during the day and they get covered up. They're manually delivered. Or yeah, they actually I can't ski you up heard there. These. Yeah, they ski up there and light the fuse and throw it like like Wiley e. Coyote, 
and throw these bombs off the side of a hill, ski they light away. A fuse? Yeah, they light a fuse like like cartoons and throw it and ski away and it blows up and down goes the snow. I thought it would be something more sophisticated where they unroll the wire or something. So like, actually, no. Matt's actually working on patenting something very sophisticated just for the ski industry. But I'm surprised if you have gone skiing, like we'll toot Matt's horn. Matt took Jennifer and I and everyone that is affiliated some in a roundabout way with his company to Montana last year skiing. And yeah, you heard them blasting all day long, Russell. So you, if you were at a ski resort, you'll hear the explosions. Yeah, usually going in off. the morning, you'll hear it in well, the yeah, morning. Well, yeah, you're right. Morning and they have other ways. Mid afternoon, they actually have artillery, uh, 105 millimeter artillery that's on loan from the U.S. Army uh, through the Forest Service, and they will fire our live HE shells, high explosive shells, into the mountainside that explode and knock the snow down. And then they have other devices that use pressurized air that that thump these little darts up that blow up. But uh, the, the workhorse of avalanche control is a man or a woman uh, skiing up on top of this mountain, lighting fuses on bombs and throwing them. Okay. So back to Bud Light. I think, I think, you, got, I think you misnamed it. Isn't this known as like the Bud Light thing and not the Miller Light thing? Yeah. You know, okay. So my major concern with the Miller Light thing coming out is I don't want to lose focus. I think we're doing really good with what's gone on with Bud Light in regards to just letting the world know I mean, it isn't about one thing or another. It's about a whole, like, consumers really teaching the world, you know, consumers matter, right? Anyways, so I'm hoping that Miller Lite doesn't get us too far off track. I would like to just focus with Anheuser-Busch, forget that the Miller Lite thing even happened. Even myself, like, right now, we're in the middle with one of my producing partners from another country when getting my beer television show picked up, which is a travel show where I teach you about beer, and I'm like, well, dang it, I'm a girl, and here they are talking about women, and but that's woke, and I'm like, well, I'm the furthest thing from being woke. I just want to teach you about beer, you know, <laughs> but it's become so politicized. This is actually now what we're talking about when making these moves with beer, but uh, back on me being uh, paranoid about my weight, I'm drinking a Blue Moon, and they actually have, I've now become more obsessed with the Blue Moon light, uh, I'll call them lights. They have 95 calories and 3.4 carbs. Now, typically, guys, your beers are going to have over 200 calories and I think 20 to 15 to 30 carbohydrates. And these are flavored. This one's a pineapple orange and the other one is a tangerine flavored. And I actually prefer it over the normal Blue Moon. Uh, Matt is drinking a strawberry beer from Shiner. A real man drink. Strawberry it's, flavor. It's way too <laughs> strawberry. It is. So like I actually... Oh, sorry. I'm glad you mentioned that. Sorry. I'm like talking too much, but I do love their... You're, I'm obsessed with about this beer stuff. So Shiner's strawberry beer, my brother's accurate. Whatever they do, I'd like to think they do brew it with the strawberries, but they infuse it too much where it tastes fake. But there's a good one from uh, Louisiana strawberries. It's at some of the HEBs that you can find that's the bomb. It's a beta, well, now, a beta. Now that we now that we know how many calories are in your beer. Yeah, thank the, you. I, I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to ask is there um so cuz I've seen I know a lot of people that decided to boycott Anheuser Busch jumped over to Miller. So were these guys like yeah, screw Bud Light for going woke. Like uh it's the end for them. I'm never drinking their products. I'm drinking Miller now and then now Miller this they're showing this commercial by Miller and they're like, "Oh crap. Now Miller's woke too." I know. Well, this there's, there's got to be a ton of Well, I think woke. okay, it's going to be across the spectrum. Everybody feels differently, but I guess if you had to weigh out the sin, right? Like one sin was just women being hurt by being bikini mo- like stop objectifying women's bodies. And the other one is saying well, you you know what the other one with Bud Light is saying. It says many different things. Which the vast majority Which, of America didn't give a shit. Why is it we? Why are we even talking about this dumb stuff? <laughs> it's important though. Actually, no. This is something that we'll 
I can explain it, why it actually is. Jesus, important. what about Mars? It's, We're it's going to Mars. The most important um, thing that every CEO company is talking about right now: marketing, branding. Who's your spokesperson? I, as a TV right. host, I'm very fascinated real. with this. Who's well, your spokesmodel? Will be the biggest thing going forward the next ten years. I think so. I'd like to try to articulate why this is important. It's difficult, but in my opinion, uh, the Democrat Party has been taken over by a small minority group of extremists. Yeah, and this extremist group and their tribe use mid-level violence to get things done, and and they're using mid-level violence to take over this country. And you saw this um, in the George Floyd riots, like they were. Um, breaking windows and burning stuff down. Now, like, if you swoop... Mid-level violence, I mean, they're not being so violent you can justify, like, extreme force to stop it. It's like um, a sibling putting their finger in your ear, mm. and it's annoying. But uh, if you punch them, you overreacted. Now they get mom, and they're in trouble, right? <laughs> so this mid-level violence is sort of like this tactic. And so this extremist group has been able to uh, make... People at these Bud Light companies think that um, they're the majority but because they're the small minority that go out and do, do all this rioting and stuff and getting their way. And they think like, oh, let's, a, let's, let's virtue signal this group and let's get Dylan Mulvaney on and let's sponsor them. So if we're able to actually uh, have a call, like if Bud Light were to actually to apologize... For having done that, then that would mean that the small minority fringe group that uses this mid-level violence, and by the way, which is included in this, is like firing, canceling, closing bank accounts, deplatforming, all of these things are included in their tactics, right? But if if this boycott of Bud Light is able to actually have a, it will, and Bud Light were to apologize, or at least, I mean, I think it's it's proven effective right now. It would say that the majority of Americans that don't fall in line with this fringe minority of extremists are more powerful. They matter more. We're not going to, we're going to, we're going to stop listening to these terrorists that, that, uh, that are trying to change the country and the culture. They have. And that's why I think the, that's why I think the Bud Light boycott is actually important. Well, the Bud Light boycott, I I agree. I, I guess, no, I just can't believe we've come this far. No, the, the Bud Light is the first time since uh, I like how he puts it, mid-level accepted violence or getting our way, a tyrannical way for the small fringe group. This is the first time we're organizing and standing up. And that's why I'm like, I actually don't want to say it's against this or it's against that. It's literally everything we've experienced post COVID every it's, it really is the first time people are going, okay, we could do this, but it, it, yeah, I'd say 70% of the country usually agrees on things but yet we have bent for less than two so, to one percent of the fringe minorities completely. So it's 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 pretty clear that they've taken over the Democrat Party. When you look at like, how old is Joe Biden? Eighty two. Eighty, I think. You think an eighty year old man like actually thinks like, yeah, we should be changing the genders of our children? Like, no eighty year old man thinks that. Like, my dad damn sure don't. He's eighty. But he's saying these things. Because he's in, he's being controlled by those people, those extremists. So that guy gotten, can't walk a straight line. He's being controlled by yeah. all kinds and, of people around him. He's a puppet. And we're even more scarier on that age note. We actually, no one brings up when they're talking about him as a president and why he won't debate. No one says the obvious. Dude, you're just not debating because we don't know if you could actually speak <laughs> anymore. They're actually like walking around the subject of saying, well, uh, anyway. The other, oh, anyway, stay back on the Bud Light. So 
I actually really like what you said about that. Um, it's very well put. And that's why, I mean, I, I've, this past two months, because it's been two months now as well, and we've re- met record highs. I was just telling Matt, the lowest country region um, on sales reduced is 14% in New England. But the South, around Florida and all of them are at like, what, 29%? Uh, Texas is 25% sales reduction in Bud Light. Well, I, I wanted to ask her, are you doing your part by shaming anyone you see buying Anheuser-Busch product? No. Why? <laughs> I don't pay attention to people buying beer. I saw, you live out here I in the country, you don't see anybody. Or I, what I, they saw, buy. I saw a guy I didn't know at the gas station buying a Bud Light, an 18-pack of Bud Light. I didn't say anything, but I felt, guilt, I felt guilty about myself for I, not I, having been same, like, hey, do you know... Uh, same thing happened to me at Bucky's. There were younger guys, and I saw them, like, and I felt... Oh, I kept looking like I was waiting for them to look at me, and I was going to point at it like, what are you doing? And then I, I didn't, and then it actually bothered me that I didn't do it. Well, um, they're like giving it away now, so it's hard not to blame people. <laughs> they're they're, well, they're having a twenty dollar so rebate for a case. So it's what? literally free. Yes. What's a case cost? Whatever the price of a case is, twenty four pack and maybe I don't know. It's close to free if you're getting the rebate. No kidding. Yeah. Well, they're trying to move product. Beer has an expiration date. Forty one cents at Costco. Forty one cents at Costco. <sighs> That's hilarious. So it is having an effect. Well, yeah, <laughs> and effect. like okay, locally, sorry to throw in the bus, Blake Street, but be an honor if you hear it but like our local bar here you know i asked are, you know they have bud light on tap he said well we haven't sold it since this started so we haven't sold out of it yet we usually order i think two i forgot how it, he said it but basically two things twice a week or something kegs but he plans oh that's what they're but he basically says once it's tapped out he's like i'm definitely not buying more so i think there's this i think across the nation it's neat it's like everybody's kind of teetering out of the final Part of whatever inventory they had, and they dang sure what, what's, buying it. What's fun about the whole thing is Bud Light's response. Like they roll out the the horses, the uh, oh, the, the, right away, but like, okay, the next week. But hey, hey guys, so every quarter shareholder meetings are held for earnings, so you could just tune right in. So this is a public, well, it's a public call for the shareholders, but it's not hard. You just have to buy a dollar worth of stock, and you could get the phone number. They played it on YouTube. They were not apologetic, and they're like, we just need to double down that it wasn't technically a supported campaign. You know how, and they did say this from the beginning. We sent out a lot of these promo cans to a a lot of social media influencers. That was just the one that got out and broke the camel's back and went viral. But they were not apologetic on the earnings call. They were really just saying we need to double down that this isn't, this was a one-time thing, and it wasn't our main spokesperson. They, they have not apologized, just so you know, Russell. And I think even if they had two weeks ago, I don't think it would have been enough because it was already, you already did it. They ought to just the, confuse well, everybody and lady, put a Down syndrome person the, the, out there doing beer. The blonde lady was what lost everybody. It was, she said it needs to be brighter. Our, our brand needs to be brighter and inclusive, more bright and inclusive. And that's and then she cut them down as being like frat jerks, which, anyways, the blonde lady's what lost, I think, what did it. The. You know who I'm talking about? Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm just thinking about the other things they've done. Um, right now, they're rolling out a camo can, so that'll that'll get us back. All on. those rednecks. Oh, that's actually pretty good, though. <laughs> Got to give it to them. Good yeah, because it looks different. You know, it's oh. not blue. It's You're not grossed out like, but it still says Bud Light. Just they're, they're going to say America next. <laughs> they're they're going to have to change the name. <laughs> You can oh. tell this is so bad. Or not change the name, but they'll put BL, like BL, and then some. You know, oh man, they're recoiling so hard. You can tell they're trying to cater to 
Joe Sixpack America now. With the camo cans, yeah. for sure, yeah. And, well, the Clydesdales. Yeah. Which they never should have left from. Wasn't that their original thing, the Clydesdales? Yeah. Which was cool. Just, it works. Stayed with it. Why, why did you take this fringe group? Guys, I know maybe three. I know a lot of people. I mean, I think I know three trans people. And just if you look at this from a pure business standpoint. That's more than most people. From what gender to what gender? Uh, men. Well, two men becoming women, one woman becoming man. Um, but but from a pure business standpoint, uh, I, I wouldn't pick the this tiny fraction and, and market to them. And then I hear the status now, the stats now, they're saying that, one in five children are confused. One in four. In One in four. School. How many kids you got? Three. All right. Are any of them transitioning? No. Yeah, I got four. Bad parenting. None. None of mine are. <laughs> um, that's there's there's seven. Yeah, we definitely know it's social conditioning to... It's a lie. It's a lie is what it is. It's not true. There's not one in five kids at elementary school going, oh, I, th- I really think I'm a boy. Or well, it's one in four, Matt. It's, Please it's get bullshit this. is what it is. Well, hey, hey I'm, actually, I'm actually confused at where people like uh, Jordan Peterson stand because he's talked about it for years now. Does he actually say that it's a um, mental disorder called uh, gender dysphoria? And that we shouldn't be affirming it, and that the care should be just like psychological treatments, or where does like or, you're a fan of Jordan, so I'm yeah, looking. I, d- I don't know, um, I can't remember. He did pick that fight with Ellen or Elliot Page. Uh, I can't remember which one's the correct one. Um, so one of those names is a dead name. Sorry. Uh, anyways, I, I don't know what he deems it as. I'm not going to make a judgment. Well, then what what is? Well, I mean. Gender dysphoria. I actually, uh, I actually don't like most people have a bone to pick with the trans people. And growing up, like I, I don't did, have a bone I to underst- pick with them. Here's the funny thing: it's a small, small one, group. I had one as a neighbor in Austin, and I just remember knowing the stats. I'm a sociology major. It's about 005 percent of our community as a world, and that was that. That was it. But then when they started having men piss on my toilet, and this is true, no one what? ever talks about. Once we started changing the bathrooms oh, and bathrooms yeah. became unisex, Ugh. no one ever points out the obvious, which is women sit on the toilet, okay? Most if it's public, I mean sometimes we would like to, but now we sit, <laughs> now we share bathrooms with men. Thank you. We are basically peeing over a urinal now. So, which is not needed since again go back to the facts, but yeah, I mean one in four high school students now identify as something. Um, I, don't yeah, know I don't believe that number. I don't believe that number for a well, for a half a second. I do. That if I went to the local high school, that twenty five percent of them are like, no, I'm the opposite sex. No bullshit. Well, okay, it's so they, it's, they're it's, questioning. They're, or, no, they're curious or whatever. It's one of the alphabet the they things. The what they had yes. a thought one day. No, that so doesn't it has, count. It's not just gender. Meaning, like they may feel bi or they may feel pans. I don't even know all the words, but Jesus I'm just saying Christ. the stuff that we. We've now put into our vocabulary. Somebody somewhere it. out there is amassing a force that's going to anyway, crush us one day. We, why are we talking about our dicks? And well, that is actually and that's so all that. We talk about. Well, I think you just answered our question. So back to Russell's point: the powers that be that are pushing Joe Biden to actually talk about gender affirming mutilation for young children um, is that. I suppose the powers that be want us focused on things like that don't matter. That Did, don't matter. When it, guys, and when I say don't matter, guys, it's not that I don't care about people's feelings. Well, actually, I don't. I care about more things that are concrete, like food, freedom, shelter. And, and anyway, so that's what matters in life, right? But we're looking, we're worrying about our feelings versus safety, freedom, food, shelter, 
That's actually what really matters. Did you guys see that Elon actually uh, said that uh, any doctor that steriliz- permanently sterilizes a child or an underage child less than 18 should go to jail for life? Uh, yeah. Does anybody argue that? I, I couldn't get yeah, my belly pierced. I mean, all the doctor's pierced. doing it. I couldn't get my belly pierced at 17. I mean, that's a big decision. I think my par- dad, I, I think I snuck it or dad or mom wrote a can letter. Can you I mean, get a tattoo? That, no. no. But you, you can have get to be your- 18 to get a tattoo. Legally get a tattoo. But you can have irreversible Get surgery. your wiener cut off, and you're you're good to go at, what, 15? You can have a wound created for others to pleasure themselves with. Holy oh. thought of that. It is weird. But, what do women do? Where but, do they build a wiener from? And this is like it. the hill you they want to die on, And you too. may not even have... The, you may not have the sexual urge to even have someone pleasure themselves on the wound, Russell, that you're talking about they're going to create. Dude, like, let me seriously, tell you. we don't know what hormones... Like, hormones change you. Hey, listen. We need to invest in... Uh, mental health coming up in about five or ten years from now, it is going to jump through the roof, and suicides are going to jump through the roof because people people Too do late. dumb shit when they're young. Can you imagine being thirty and think I cut my dick off and yeah, I'm, and you don't feel like you your hormones are imbalanced. I mean, it's I'm coming from someone that's you know I've always battled depression, hormonal imbalance. You know, you, your hormones and balance is like the most important topic of your health you could have. So to have someone actually be okay with taking pills to change that at a young age without really thinking it through, um, you know, I'll, I'll just stick in my spiritual notes. So my thoughts are say, let's see if I could say in one log line, because based on the idea of reincarnation, you might've spent your prior lives as one sex or the other, which may help explain when your soul chose to be a different gender why you might be gay or why you might be trans or have all these mixed feelings about you keep having same reason like i think i want to live in england i want to live in europe so bad maybe my last life i was there i don't know it's just a theory i thought i'd put that out there for your thought experiment it's a big theory though so if you believe in reincarnation and but aren't you reincarnated um, as different species as well? No, it's so the, you're always that, evolving up the, this spiritual out. You obviously haven't watched my 30 minute description. Are you YouTube. denying the furries now? We got kids that think they're cats. You know, are you saying they weren't a cat like in a previous life, and that's why they want to eat? Well, they might have the spiritual evolution. So we've come from ro- you know rocks and mold and algae and graduated on up to the the human, but. Between monk- so they resonate more with whatever animal they re- they came through, and then that's why yeah. they think they're. But furry. there's a severance between the monkeys, and then once you get to human, you were given the thousand petaled lotus light brain, which gives you Christ consciousness. There is a distinction that you would make with the reincarnation taught between humans and animals. This hurts. Just this put all, that out there. This all hurts my head. I want to know like I'm where, just where are the grown-ups? Explain why someone has an itch to have like a dong again. Okay, you know they spent like thousands of years having a dong and they don't have one now and maybe that's why they want one i don't know it look well hey it, it's a big it belief in the spiritual the, community the and it actually explains situation. the gay it actually i have gay friends that also think this is probably their presumption as well the past life they were a woman and or what vice versa i don't know which way it works but sorry what'd you say oh is it also explains why the uh trans species exist Oh, the animal thing? Yeah, I definitely just think that's a TikTok thing. What, what do you mean? They have Clarify an audience that. to watch. Well, the 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 
people that think oh they identify like that one lady on uh that identifies as a wolf. Oh, I thought if you nobody, had an example of something in nature just, that, that morphed or changed. If you had zero audience, so the internet didn't exist, do you really think she's proud to be a wolf in her small community of like a thousand people in the mountain? Guys, this is mental. Illness. No, she'd be an outcast. So the, the she cult- probably wouldn't be a wolf then. Yes. Yeah, so this is um. It, you're right. The we internet get, we has have an audience. The yes. internet has. I guess made these made it possible because they would be an outcast in a small tribe. The tribe would keep them in order, and um, they would actually go to talk to her about her mental health. Probably the guys, tribe we, would. We would provide for. We should provide and, for people like this and and help them live as good a life as possible. But you don't put them on the pedestal well, and say, "Lead us." What and, the hell? And, and Joe Biden did. So I don't know if you know, but Dylan Mulvaney was invited to the White House and was given a you know a conversational talk with Joe you know he interviewed Joe Biden. Yeah. So that actually is what I was actually, surprised about Bud Light was that they chose somebody that was already actually on a political side meaning well, he was friends with the Democrats. But to me this proves men are better than women because men are better at being women. Yeah. Yeah, ouch. Wow. <laughs> They're winning sports, which, and by they're the winning way, beauty contests. Can, like this big fat Samoan looking dude won some uh, uh, thing and a beauty contest, and the women are applauding him. I'm like, wow, you worked hard, you worked out, you dieted, you 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 got your six pack going, and you lost to a 275 pound, maybe 300 pound fat Samoan dressed in a dress, and you're you're clapping for that. Well, the Samoan you know, cry. Y'all, y'all talk about athletes. Um, Is he Samoan? I don't even know. It doesn't matter. It, I don't care. Maybe. I ain't got nothing against Samoans. Could be a Texan. I don't give a shit. No, he was Hawaiian descent. Um, oh. What were you going to say? I want to see uh, I want to see an athlete. I asked you earlier, because I hear a lot of people say transgender. Well, I mean, the first thing I wonder is what gender to what gender. And it seems like man to woman's more common, but... In professional competitive sports, that's the only one you see. You don't see any, <laughs> don't women. See any women going to compete with men. No, why is that? There, why is that? There was a Let's arm wrestle, Jim. Gee, I wonder. I really wonder why. You know. I thought there was that one woman that challenged three boxers. I do want to say this. I signed up with all this Bud Light talk for WokeAlerts.com. They do. They you could go to that website and they will give uh, put in your cell phone number and they'll text you woke alerts. So I hadn't got one yet. Don't sign me up. For so that. it wasn't like they don't spam you. So it's my first one after two weeks of signing up. And it, today was Nike's, Nike, Adidas, and Speedo. Here's the link. These three companies support um, trans, I don't know, how, what, trans men and women's sports or trans women and, yes, trans women and women's sports. Well, Adidas is just making up for their history. Yes. Adidas said, you know, that's why they say it in Germany, Adidas. They made the boots for the, uh, for the SS and the goose, the goose stepping boots for the Nazis, them and Puma. Pretty sure every German company was manufacturing stuff for the Nazis. Oh well, we shouldn't Adidas forgive German? them. We shouldn't forget that now, is should Adidas we? Adidas German? I don't know. Yes. Oh. So so oh. they need to be paying reparations or something. Free oh. boots maybe for everybody. Free shoes. Well, they're making up for it, I guess. Right? They're going whoa. So stupid. What we? Why is it in the fifties our cars look like rockets? We we had a restaurant called Sonic. Everything was revolving around science and progression and progression and learning. Uh, to build something that would make a better future for us. And then uh, now we just talk about our genitals. I'm kind of, this sucks. Like if this was a game, I'd hit reset. Like it went stupid. Um, I think it's a good sign of. Bud Light uh, is important. Or the ban on Bud Light. Like the end of an empire. To me, that's what it's a sign for. Yeah, of course it is. It is sad. Yes, back to your point about the powers of be. They're weakening us and I'm waiting for the large change. No, no, no. Just rotate the top. 
Because Matt hit it. There you oh, go. Sorry, sorry, man. Sorry. Oh, but is it right now? Rip it off the, is the it shot was. right? Yeah, it looks good. All right, okay. Um, no, I do believe it's a good foreshadowing on harder times to come, like a proper World War Three, or uh, actually a forced... We, You know, they did say in the news today that... Um, there are two cases of some type of bird flu in the UK. And so the who I think is all excited about it and they have goals for vaccines already for children. And for some reason it was like on their agenda of Bill Gates and the who, and this time around um, they will get the vaccines right with the children and they will be the main ones vaccinated. Anyways, you know, we all know they have upcoming plans for our upcoming pandemics. So I don't know what the future holds, but I definitely think it's um, going to be interesting. And I mean, future, I mean like next five to 10. They need to make it more deadly this time because COVID was a little too weak. If you think about it, like a lot of people kind of made fun of but it. But it, like, it was a perfect scenario. They're like, man, it was only a 1% death ratio and we got almost all the power they asked. Way less, well, it was made in China. Way less than 1%. It was yeah. made in China. So, you know, wasn't that great. Yeah. yeah I mean, if, it, if you hear of one coming out of like Munich or something, watch out. That shit's going to kill 98%. <laughs> He's kind of right. Yeah, coming out of the yeah, we, we've got this uh, Waffen virus coming out of Germany. I, I, I'm heading for the hills. I've been talking too much. So I'm just, you know, y'all. Yeah, come on, Jenny. What you got? I thought you. I thought you had this. Uh, you were doing downstairs. I saw you doing show prep. Oh, it kind of ended there. Uh, it ended on um, actually on a new topic. This is as of the last 24 hours that. Um, I want to get this right. I want to say it. Congress, um, or I forget who was telling who, but someone, either Congress is telling them or someone's telling Congress that they were admitting that the FBI was part of the January 6th debacle. But we already know this, but it was actually spoken about and openly in our government today, admitting that the agents were there. Hey, what do you know about the Durham report that just came well, out? Well, hold on. Don't blow over that topic well, I thought that quick. was it. That didn't have anything oh, to do with it. Oh, dear Lord, Matt. We will cut... No, the Durham report is the Russian collusion hoax with Donald Trump when he was running for. It was by Hillary Hillary Clinton's oh, made yeah. up this hoax about Russia. And Sorry, I've been busy working. You know. With, okay, yeah. So that's that separate topic. I actually was kind of curious if Russell had anything to say about the January sixth. I don't like talking about it too much because I don't have all the facts. But I feel like both of these topics have been. In fact, it is old news. With the Russia collusion, everybody was like, we're relearning these names again for the second time. This was huge I mean, years we, ago. We but. went over this like on our biannual podcast six months ago. Ray Epps was there. Um, with we the, we with need January to go 6th. into the Capitol. And they're oh, like, yeah, yeah. Fed, Fed. Yeah, I mean, everyone knew. Ray, people on the ground knew that guy was a Fed. I think the only thing important to take away is we do know the FBI was in... Um, in there acting as normal, uh, I guess, Trump-supporting rioters. Meanwhile, there are citizens that have not gone to to court yet that could, you know, you're innocent until proven guilty. So they have not been given a trial and are in solitary confinement. At Orange time. Orange Man said he's going to pardon them, though. And we don't even know what they're, I mean, I don't know. Just imagine being somewhere. Like, what were you protesting? Yeah, they literally let that one Indian or, you know, the main guy into the building. They truly gave him a red carpet escort as seen oh on yeah the QAnon shaman it came out they were like just guiding that guy around the whole time nine police India. gave him a perfect tour and red carpet escort into the building let's throw that guy in the slammer forever i think he's in there without a court i mean i don't think i think he's one of the many that are isolated he was at, and then he even thanked the police for showing him how to get in so yeah at that point in time you got a question like did he 
did he even know he was in the wrong? The police literally put him in there. Guys, you could be at a three-year-old birthday party. Clown comes out on stage and says something. People put it on Facebook. And then you look at the comments and you can see that you're like, wow, these people are so off track. I was there. I saw what happened. And these people are lost on what happened. Now, extrapolate that out from January 6th to what we're seeing on the news and what people are saying. We, we don't have a freaking clue unless you were there. And there's so much confusing well, I, think I actually don't think it was that confusing. It looked like just what it, it turned out it came well, out to you know be, which is like a few shot. people hanging out. Um, some people walked in, some people walked out. But didn't something seem too escalated bad. at some point because Did people it? were shot. Yeah, there's there's actually bad. It. How many people were shot though? I mean, like, I'm sorry, but I was so, watching the BLM. It was a woman. She got shot. Ashley Barrett. Okay, yeah. so my thoughts, because I was with, actually, I'll admit it, I was with one of my close friends who's complete liberal, and I was there, and I was like, I am so happy to see this. You know why? Because I'm sick of seeing the BLM rights, them burn down small businesses. And I was like, this cities. is great. We took it to, you're right, cities for weeks. You know, they've taken over people's homes and businesses. So I was actually like, this is exactly what we need to do. When you have a problem, go protest at a government building because at least those people can, you know, no one's sleeping there or has a business that's been run. So it's a fantastic idea. And I'll stand by what I'm saying. Then, then after that, post after that, they actually acted like it was a big deal. Um, again, uh, okay, so anyway, uh, that's um, I, I get a second one. That's too cold. Oof. We're handing out beers. Um, all right, but that's that. January sixth. Not, not that I'm not never been interested in the topic because I've always thought for what it was a day where some people like walked around, protested, made out to be way more than it should have been. Actually, Russell, let me ask you this. I didn't learn about it, but I saw it in the news. So technically, within the last 24 hours, uh, Putin took the most violent act yet to, de to date in the Ukraine war, and I wanted to brief myself on it. Maybe you could. No, absolutely not. It just happened. Like, seriously. Well, you're telling me about it then. Was it, um, what is it one of those missiles that got shot? He shot a missile, but it got shot down? Yeah, or but... The hi who, or, hypersonic missiles? Is that what it was? And, a, and one of our Patriot batteries took it down? That's... You know what gets incredible. me about that whole war is like... Um, Americans think that uh, like Russia doesn't think America has anything to do with it. Uh, you're saying Russia's like we're like uh well like well we got nothing to do with it because it's Ukraine versus Russia. Oh, like we no, think Russia that? thinks they're at war with us. No, yeah, of course. I mean, but I have Russian friends and and so we're a bit well, different. If I, but if someone if you if like if you hear like rocks hitting your house and you go outside your house and someone's throwing rocks and there's a guy handing them rocks, be like, well, this guy got nothing to do with it. Yeah, like yeah, you know. Exactly. <laughs> No, that's right. And historically, I mean, when stuff starts boiling off in Europe over there, unlike these other countries where you have these little factions, little terrorist groups running here to there, uh, these guys, we're having a real war, like trenches and tanks and, and groups of soldiers with artillery barrages and then infantry moves in. We haven't seen that since uh, World War II in Korea. I would say Vietnam started getting a lot more guerrilla warfare type, but Historically speaking, when when Europe boils and it's been boiling for over a year now, uh, it's gonna it's gonna spread into something. Actually, on that note, to educate the Americans, just so you know, what is being shown on Russian television, and most Russian citizens are just as innocent as we are as citizens. What they're being shown is look at America, look at how look at the fall, basically how their country is falling apart to wokeism. Their fight with us is the West. I should. Re their fight with the West is their fight against woke. 
So Russian citizens support uh, you laugh, but no, this they're, is they're actually their propaganda. Like half the support of America. They did, if you watch their military recruiting vi- uh, videos and things like that, so this is how they are recruiting in the Russian citizens. They're showing like, look at America, look what they're doing. They're you know literally again. Our main topic right now is fighting over what to call our genitals or what we could do with them. This is idiocracy. This is a stupid show. Planet Earth is going stupid. And so, so Putin's quite smart by framing it that way. But that is the general consensus of who they're fighting. This That's is like a big enders and little enders on Gulliver's travels. What do y'all fight about? Well, they eat from the big end of the egg, and we eat from the little end of the egg. Yeah. So let's say hypothetically in the future. Russia actually won this war, and uh, they write the the victors write the history books. They'll actually say that they were fighting for their way of life, which is m- more traditional values, and that a, a man is a man and a woman is a woman, and they can and the the institution that procreates is a marriage, and 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 that's what they'll say that they were fighting for in a hypothetical. Uh, yes, what I feel no, that's one hundred percent accurate, and I don't think we're aware of that. That's what's it's kind of. It's the same value system that we had or have, majority of our country has. So, um, yeah, it's just not cut and dry. Like they, In fact, the perfect example of how they want us to frame it and think of it was when Trump was recently interviewed by the CNN lady, and she's like, are you, are you for or with Putin or not? She only wanted a yes or no, for or against. But his answer, thankfully, was what was it should so be, which is, I'm for life. Yeah, okay. I'm for life. I'm not either side. I'm for life. Okay, so this was in the town hall. Trump, uh, was it MSNBC or CNN? Uh, CBS, CNN, CNN one. You're was talking C- about the okay. famous CNN one. Yeah, yeah I could so talk the, CNN, the CNN town call, hall, she asked Trump, do you want Ukraine to win this war? Well, his response should have been, can you please de- uh, define what a Ukraine victory would even look like? Does that mean retake Crimea? They've been there since 2014. These idiots don't even, they think this war started a year ago. So it's like, it's it's like, can you, they can't even define a victory. They just know we should be at war with Russia. And even a victory is a scary word because how many innocent, well, I mean, how many Russian people had to die for a Ukraine victory? It's still life. Anyway, so I think his answer was perfect, which is the least amount of human well, life. I want people to stop dying. I wish he, yes, would, have, I I wish he would have grilled her and like knocked her off her high horse and be like, what a, can you define a Ukrainian victory? And that's the problem with Trump is he speaks in his way, which is he wins the mass audience, but he doesn't make points like you're making. But it's you, like you're you would win the logic. World, how do so. we? How do, okay? I'll answer your question as soon as I know what you're asking, and so to know what you're asking, I need to know the definition of Ukrainian victory. And because Zelensky's talking about retaking Crimea, so like uh, oh, and they've been okay. And so to let that sit, you're saying he wants to take a country that's been with Russia for nine years. Do you think that they really want to go? I mean, Russell, can you answer that? Because you've lived there. Well, I mean, um, they they came in and took it without any shots fired in 2014, and it's been Russia ever since. So it's going to be a lot. Plus, Russia is going to be much more justified using nukes in response because they're going to view that as like Russia pro- an attack on Russia proper versus occupied Ukraine attacking Russians in occupied Ukraine. Um, is, is viewed differently. So, like, if we go and attack Moscow right now, they're probably going to respond differently. So, like, is Crimea, like, a half of Russian proper? Or is it all Russia? Is it, like, a is an attack on Crimea the same as an attack on Moscow? So, I, I don't know. I just feel like if they, if they actually got to where they retook all of the occupied Ukraine, like, 2022 Ukraine, 
And then they went to got more ambitious, which Zelensky says he's going to do, and then go to retake Crimea. Like at that point, I feel like Russia would hit back even harder with, I don't know, tactical nukes on Kiev. Maybe has anybody uh, blown up anything behind Russian lines? Like has anybody gone into old mother? Yeah, but Russia? they've denied it. So they had uh, they flew. Yeah, they flew a chopper super duper low and blew up like a, a oil oil well or oil storage like facility. Yeah, in in Russia proper, and then they you know busted a U.E. and got back to Ukraine. But then they denied. So they you know they denied it, and then more recently there was like um, stuff that like an individual could do with like a bomb went into like a high value target around in the outskirts of Moscow and detonated it. But then like, again, like no one in Ukraine's like, Oh, it wasn't us, you know? So, mm. but so, you know, it must've been a Russian domestic terrorist. So there's really, there's nothing that's happened in Russia that uh, Ukraine takes responsibility for. Cause like they're, th- they're trying to thread a needle too. Cause they don't want to, they're, they're taking all these weapons from America with the understanding we're not going to send them over the border, or they're not going to send them over the border, even though they have the capability to. Oh. Like some of the, some of these uh, HIMAR artillery or um, even the Patriot missiles that uh, are meant to shoot down uh, uh, other missiles, mm-hmm. those, can, those can go. One of those got uh, into Poland. So one of those went into Poland, and Ukraine was like, look what Russia did. <laughs> and then they... <laughs> Like, uh, there's debris, they analyzed it all, and it turns out it was Ukrainians, like, Patriot missile or whatever, so, anyway. Hmm. Did I, whatever question you asked, did I answer it? The war is like, they they don't have a lot of resources left. I don't see how this, you know, Ukraine's running out, both, both sides are like, man, they're just dumping bodies into this war, and like, America seems like we're only giving them just enough weapons well, England just gave them some. I mean, the, you know, but it's part like a, of Europe is hel- helping. I, I ain't giving them my tank. It's a trickle. It's like we're giving them a trickle, like twenty tanks here, and then, but like, we're not giving them enough to actually re. Like the front lines aren't moving. It's like they're they're looking. At, they want the war to prolong. They're trying yeah, to prolong the war as much as possible. So they're calculating the right amount of weapons to do that by design. If we don't do as many weapons, Russia's going to win. But if we give them too many weapons, they may push them back, you know, so. I guess to summarize the point, the point was is that the lady asked Trump at the town hall about the war, and you just gave a little commentary, which is, you have to pay attention, but it's complicated. So, yeah, I wish, you know, obviously his, his response was the best you can give because everybody wants a dumbed-down answer, and it was the right one, which is human life matters. He wants people to stop dying. Yeah, human life matters. and Which that, means, which means. Actually, I hate to which means a peace agreement, which means Russia claiming at least more than Crimea, which, you know, they're, you know, Russia claims Crimea is Russia. They have been like doing so since 2014. So that means that and at least, you know, the Donetsk and Lunansk region of Ukraine, if, you know, so even more. So they're going to have to give up even more land. Um, yeah, I guess. Despite how much you may hate Trump, you could argue that if you valued human life, he's the one president that didn't take us to war and abide in the military-industrial complex, which we could, I'd say 90 to 80% of the people would probably agree that we're here because of the industrial complex, Halliburton, Lockheed Martin, everything, whether they own stocks in these companies or they have these backdoor broker deals. But I do think this forever war, proxy war, will continue Sadly, at the cost of human life. 
It's just that simple. And when I, you ask my friend from Moldova, who's, you know, for you guys that don't know, that's a former Soviet Union country. That's exactly what she would say. Dad asked her the other day and her mom, what do you think? Her mom is now here, kind of taking refuge out of Moldova here. It borders Ukraine, guys, just so you know. And their answer was that, which is the rich people will continue to play war and they're just going to continue. That's it. It's just a bunch of rich people having their way. Same story over and over. What's interesting about this war is um, if you watch the Hunger Games, how they have like the propaganda films and they'll stage that girl going out in the battle and like shooting stuff with her bow. And then they post that on like in the in the in the movie, what would be like social media today? Well, that's actually going on like in in real life. They have like I mean, if you haven't noticed, like all the stuff you see on Social media, like the Ukraine, more Ukraine than Russia. Ukraine's much better at the propaganda than, and not to call it propaganda. Some of it's just a raw footage of of some battle or something. But uh, I mean, look at Zelensky's like the speeches he gives and with like some crazy background, and he wears like the t shirt and plays a tough guy. I don't know. It's just it seems like uh, he's done that spiel hundreds of times. And what I mean by spiel, which is I heard on the radio the other day. Uh, one president from one country over and over again, oh, we'd like to thank you so much, President Belinsky, for your courage, your honor. And he has to give the same thing. Ah, thank you. Well, I accept your support. I mean, I've heard it so many times. It is kind of like, do you not see it for what it is? It's a, I hate to say, some type of show. It's a sh- like you're saying, it's like a show. I, t- I tell you what's not a show. I saw a video of uh, Ukrainian tanks coming up on a, a trench with some Russian soldiers in it. And war is hell for both sides. I mean, those people have, this shit breaks my heart, really. I mean, both sides, those people have wives, children, their fathers, they have mothers. And there's like six or seven Russian dudes who I promise you don't want to be there. They don't want to be there. They're in this trench, and this Ukrainian tank is uh, coming up on this trench firing main gun shells at it. So like 120-millimeter he rounds into this trench and you can see the drone footage you can see them hiding and huddling together and the tank is just working its way up and you see them throwing grenades you know they don't really want to get out of the trench and look obviously so they're assuming maybe infantry is coming but there's no infantry around but the tank just keeps getting closer and closer and it just lines up long ways in the trench and just lowers that cannon and there's like six guys there and just explodes them and I honestly want to throw up when I see that man because for what? What what if Putin is saying it's over genitalia and, and America losing their well that's retarded. That doesn't make any sense. And I, I get, you know, they're fighting, they're saying, Hey, this is our land, you're invading us. Um yes. I I'm I'm so I'm on the other side of the world and I'm busy on my well, own stuff. I don't have a I don't I can't speak intelligently about oh. the, uh, about that, but the heartbreak is real. There's real people dying right now today, and I couldn't even tell you what for. And and I'll bet you some of those guys over there couldn't even tell you what for. Russell could give you well, more you, accurate three-sentenced what for. If you think about, like, from the perspective of, let's say, someone who's, like, let's say, as far away from a mil- uh, military fighting-age male could be, like, let's say, an 80-year-old woman that lives there. She might have the perspective that I mean she's gonna have an opinion, but let's let's say hypothetically she could could have the perspective is just like there's this group of people and there's this group of people and they both want to control the area that I live in and there's this government behind them and that's basically what it boils down to. And one government said back in 1992 and many years <laughs> ago 
this is the line, don't cross it. And then over years, the lines have been crossed. I mean, that really is what how easy it boils down to. What is Putin doing? But that's he why said I'm, years ago, this is our line, don't cross it. But and that's, we've crossed it. That's why we've we're, all kinds of crazy shit since then. That's what made this war unique, is we haven't had like a land um, claiming war in a long time. Because think about all the, all, the, all the stuff America's been involved in. It was yeah. never like an invasion where like, this is now America. Like, this is like some medieval... Stuff. No, that, the, that's what Actually, I mean. Right. This is not medieval. This is World War II. This is, hey, there's trenches. These are boundaries. These are front like, lines. Literally front lines. They're, but no, I, I disagree because in World War II, like when you retook land, did you say, well, this is now another country? Or did you just retake the land? It was all like, a, it was all, you know, like when, 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 well, Germany, Germany. when Germany got defeated... Was it? Did it become a new country that by who defeated it? You know what I mean? No, but when Germany was taking places, they're right. From that way, from the German perspective, when they invaded somewhere, they're, they're like, their "This own is government. now this is now Germany." So you are right. So it was so okay. So from that from that perspective, Russia would be the Nazis, I guess. But like, yeah. So so there's video of this. Whenever they take a city, I mean, sadly, when they retake like these villages, it was like. Nothing but rubble left. Yeah. But they go find like the one government building and they'll go take down the Ukrainian flag and they put up the Russian flag. Like, this is now Russia. That's what the Germans did. Yeah. Roll into France and swastikas were flying everywhere. Yeah. Um, some of our family members think that, uh, that r- the Russians are the good guys and they're um, thinking that, well, you know, like all this stuff about, you know, it's Ukrainians shelling their own troops that. Uh, so Ukraine's bad, and it's a false flag against their own troops. And I'm like, I don't know. So just me being logical about that, um, as far as like Maripol went, well, they, don't, they were uh, surrounded and cut off for eighty something days. There's drone footage of the city of a city of a hundred thousand people, and there's not a roof left on the building. And I was like, oh Russia doesn't deny shelling them. So, like, clearly, they're responsible for destroying a city, like, all of the city. city. It's just the whole city's rubble. What happened to the 100,000 inhabitants? Like, half survived? Well, they had 80-something days to, you know, take caravans out. But, like, it got to the point, and we've actually talked about this on the podcast, where they were dropping those leaflets. They were shelling them with those, saying, look, you got to get out. Like, this is, you know. And it ended with them being, like, in, there was some... And this is the Azov Battalion, which is the one that actually has a Nazi logo on the, like the SS or what? No, it's a it's a it's more of a swastika, but it's like angled, <laughs> but it it's it is a, sw- a swastika. So they they don't even deny it. They're like, yeah, we're Nazis. Russia? No, they're fighting no the, no, the, the Ukrainians. I'm saying the Ukrainian or, group. Because Ukra- yeah, there was a little bastion of Nazis in Ukraine, right? Of, yeah, of course. The yeah. Azov Battalion, and they were the ones that held off, held them off at Mariupol. Well, we don't talk about them, do we? No, we sure but, don't. When uh, I, they even do this. It's no, weird. yeah. yeah if you, <laughs> when know. I was in Ukraine, okay, I, when I visited Russell there, it was very. They definitely didn't um, support homosexuality. When I now this is kind of more normal because they're very traditional. When I entered some of the church buildings, they had aprons slash skirts that you would put on. Like as a woman, I probably had jeans on that day. They had me wear an apron just to be respectful. And of course, I wore a head covering. Now that's very normal in an Orthodox church. But yeah, it was definitely backwards. I don't know why our woke patrol decided to like Ukraine because I'm like they have none of your ideology. 
money. They're not even okay with gay people. And it's that was 2017. <laughs> you know, like, what's wrong with them? No. If you go to my They're Instagram, there's actually footage of them uh, marching uh, with tiki torches down the streets in Kiev. And yeah. they've got the leader on a, like, he's dead now, but the from the Nazi days. I'm not saying they're proper Nazis, but there was a, a split off of the the German Nazis. Forget that guy's name, Bernard something or another. I'm trying to look it up. George Bernard Shaw. No. Why <laughs> not? How did we get sidetracked on Ukraine? I, I don't know. I feel the, like Jennifer okay. needs to say something here. I know, me here. too. I'm and, like, and we should t- switch like, to a good topic what, after what this. What do you got but for I, us on Ukraine, d- d- Jennifer? D- d- I have nothing. Okay, <laughs> I guess I just Because you're want- a normal American living a life, raising three kids, mm-hmm. and for you, it's something you hear on the news once in a while on the other side of the world, which is sad. Because there's people's lives are being destroyed, and we're over here just pretty much living normal's lives, just but complaining about everything going up in price. What's scary is one third of normal Americans like Jennifer take what the media is saying about the war as complete, like oh, uh, like, Bible, like it's true, like the Bible. Yeah. I don't think any of that's yeah. true. They they stopped talking about it, so they forgot it even is going on. Well, for me, it's I have three children, and I'm very, very busy, and I don't even turn the TV on. Do you want to know how many days this year your tax dollars went to the war? Because I'll t- I can tell you tell that, um, twenty one days, which is one full month, because typically you have about twenty work days in a calendar. Um, they did dis- uh, that. We have done studies where we found out that twenty work days, so that's one month, twenty one work days. One month of your work goes to support the military industrial complex, based on how we're taxed and how the money is being spent. Because obviously, I think we've spent like one hundred forty billion already. I-, I don't know. Don't get me wrong. Just on the Ukraine war, but. Our spending budget for the def- military-industrial complex, all of us work one month for it comes out uh, based on our how we're taxed. You know what's funny? When I was a little kid, yeah. I yeah. was into explosives and guns and all that stuff, and it is so funny, the irony. I'm like off on the side watching this scene, but as a little kid, I was always told, you'll never make any money in that. There's no money in that, blah, blah, And I'm sitting here laughing. Well, money Because it's literally the, in the and weapons it's... industry. And I'm like, it is the industry of the world. And yet as a kid, I was told, you'll never make it. And that was the 90s, mind you, which was like when it was booming. Like well, the- it's because it's in the background. You know why there's roads all across America? It ain't so you can see granny. It's so we can mobilize troops. You know why we get oil out of the ground? It ain't so you can go visit the beach. It's so we can move tanks. It's what, Guys, I'm sorry, but we kill people better than anything else we do. Better than medicine. Better than education. Better than art. It's sad. It's really freaking sad, but the best thing we know how to do is build weapons to annihilate each other. Yeah, I used to not understand what Matt's saying right now until I watched him teach a police class recently to our local police department, just like giving them an update on like, hey, this is what explosives look like. And when he started talking about the intricacies they've put onto weapons to kill people (laughs) and how they detonate or explode or shoot, and he was showing them, I was like, oh my God, this is awful. That thing's like... You know, like it'll do, it'll detonate in three different ways based on where you're. It's at. made to kill you no matter where you are, and it makes me sick. I love the the chemistry and the science behind explosives, but they can be used for getting oil out of the ground or busting rock to put in a, a structure. It doesn't have to be for killing. It just it's sad. Like even the rifles, I love to shoot. I have never killed a person. I love the sport of shooting. You're taking a, a, an object that takes, uh, you know, 120. 150 grains of metal and it puts it where you aim it where you aim it 
I aim it at paper. I aim it at tin cans. It's a sport. It's a challenge. Okay, can I hit that target? It, you have to work on your breathing. You have to work on your muscle control and to hit that target. That's not true. What's not true? Joe Biden says guns that come out of bullshit. their cases at night and shoot people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. We've all heard that. But the, the truth is, the, the truth is, is that's not true. And it, the truth it's just, is, is you could actually keep your family alive and also feed them. So you could, A, ward off people that wanted to kill you or feed your family with the 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 sport that you are now describing yeah it, it's a freaking sport um and it but it's a, a weapon sport it's for a survival tool. though it's just like martial arts there are people that go every day to train in martial arts that have never beat the shit out of anybody Perfect they can example. they can use it for what for the betterment of their body for the mind body soul connection and, and exercising that and at the same time if need be they can use it to to defend and, and that's what a firearm is I, I hate that uh, you gotta, that we, humans are hell bent on destroying each other. We though. gotta get these guns out of the hands of citizens because how we, like all these uh, the direction this country's going, I don't think it could ever actually get there if with an armed populace. <laughs> like how like for example, you're not gonna accept a CBDC until you're disarmed. What is that? What is stand a CBDC? For? A central bank digital currency. <laughs> I'm not going to accept it. Oh, I won't accept that until I'm disarmed. You're, well, yeah. Well, so if I were to give you a, if I were to say, hey, you mind if I pay you with CBDC and I pay you with that and be like, you know, I don't know what they're going to say, but it's probably going to expire in three days, which three means days. if you don't respend this money in three days, it's gone or it's programmed. Like they could do it. They can make up. Can I buy email. ammo with it? Oh, what's your probably. social, what's your social credit score? Oh, it's real good. Maybe. Matt, let me ask you this. Can you buy ammo easily using PayPal, eBay, and blah, 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 all the other websites right now? Probably. If it's already regulated, it's probably not going to be so Can easy. you Can you buy friend friend. ammo on the internet? Yeah, well, hell yeah. You can buy ammo yes, on the internet. I but, bought a pallet but, of it. It comes but, in an 18-wheeler. Yeah, but isn't doesn't PayPal and all these websites put restrictions They do. They eBay do. The and, big banks have uh, infringed on our Second Amendment right. That's right. They have. What was that? Midwest, I forget the name of the major gun store. Midwest Shooter Supply? Yeah, can you get ammo there still? Uh, I haven't checked. I don't buy ammo from them, but I'm sure you can. Can you go on an everyday common website and buy yeah. ammo? In a yes, and I use my store. credit card. Well, how do they get around the ID thing? Well, I had to, okay, well, so for instance, ammo. let me let me answer this. Well, first off, you're put for on a, a terrorist list. For, for, hold on a second. I just bought 27,000 rounds of ammunition. Uh, comes in a pallet because I got machine guns. They eat a lot of ammo, um, and we rent those out. That's You're not why. a regular person, though. okay? But I'm telling you, you, don't matter. So I filled out a form with my driver's license. It showed my age. I gave my credit card number, and they shipped a pallet of ammunition. That's no, pretty me. cool to hear. I mean, not cool. Sorry, everyone. Oh, it is interesting. I should say to hear that he bought twenty seven thousand rounds. No one asked why. He just gave him his credit card and his ID, and said it. But it. And on his way. Yeah. Now, I want to know, Jennifer, because you haven't said much in this whole thing. You, I know for a fact, are packing heat mm-hmm. most places you go. Can you tell me about that? Why you do it? What you pack? And, um, you know, what are your thoughts? I have a 380 is what I carry most of the time. Okay. And it's I carry that one because it doesn't weigh very much and weigh down my purse. However, a lot of times I'm alone with my children and their distractions. <laughs> so I have my eye out and watch people I'm willing to defend myself and my children. So Aww. have you taken a class? I have my, my, uh, carry license and still okay. carry license. That's no longer required in Texas, but I have that. Yeah. Okay. Took the class. What, what do you do to make sure that your children don't get a hold of that firearm? 
um, they know, well, <laughs> sounds easy, but it's not. It sounds maybe I should do a little more. They know to not touch it, but it stays away from them. Do, do you carry it on your person? Not usually. I mean, it's in my purse. Oh, okay. Usually, so, yeah, but, not on me unless I feel concerned about where I'm at, like a gas station, certain ones. I've gotten out. I'm like, yeah, it's kind of scary around here. So I will tuck it in my pants while I pump gas, and I will be looking all around me. Just yeah. But if it's if you're in your car, where is it? It's in your purse in your car? I have one in my purse and then one somewhere else in my car. Oh, good. Okay. Easily the, accessible. But not for the kids? No. No, the kids can't get to it. Okay. No. And then it's pointed in a safe direction and, and it's, all that stuff. Yeah, ooh. no, they don't. Do you do any of those lock boxes that you throw like your hand on and it reads your finger fairly quickly and gives you access, quick access? Say no, none of that. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. It's too fancy. No, the ones in our house are not loaded and for, or any of that. For folks with kids that are like uh, very proactive carriers, that's what they have to resort to. There's something that they can't get, like a very t- small. It's the size of the gun, and that's the size. You know, they mm-hmm. they have those like mounted in their vehicle on the I nightstand. Didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. What do you um, do? What I do you th- do in your house for protection? Like if you were asleep at three o'clock in the morning and somebody's busting in the door, what do you do? I'm not prepared because they're not loaded because I have children. Okay, but they will be after this in case somebody hears that. Right? Instant instant access safe. Well, if my purse is in the house, then yeah. Yeah, her Eight, purse has it. Yeah, if yeah, my purse is in the house, so I could get it that way. However, my purse is. So this is one time where I'm going to go on record. I actually agree with Joe Biden. Get a shotgun. Because at 3 o'clock in the morning, I can barely find the toilet mm-hmm. to stick my catheter in. Okay. Um an AR-15 is putting out a little bitty bullet for that. Uh, a shotgun is more of a to whom it may concern. <laughs> Joe Biden says just shoot it through the door. <laughs> yeah, don't uh, do that. You might hit a kid. And and, <laughs> and some kid went to some old man's house because of the races. The media picked up on the story because of the ethnicities of the people involved. And he did exactly what Joe Biden said. He <laughs> shot it through. He, he shot the, you know... We had, this is not a danger, but we have a raccoon that likes to come visit, and it was on the porch last night. And My mama just sweeps some coons off with a broom. <laughs> Remember that? I, no. Forrest Gump, go ahead. It sounded like Forrest Gump, but I don't recall that part. Um, and it, my thought is, well, I don't really want to shoot it on the porch because I'm going to blow a hole through my porch, <laughs> and I don't really want to do that. So we have a plan tonight. You know, one of us is going to see that it's there, and then... The other one will run outside and go around the front because every time I opened the door last night to check out the raccoon with no weapon, <laughs> it ran off and ran under the porch. So we got to attack it from behind. Wait a second. <laughs> and hold, then hold shoot on, it hold, hold on. The we have hold a on. plan. It runs like off the porch and then under it before I can even. So what's the plan? Think. What's this person that runs around the back going to do? Yeah, shoot at the house. There, Doesn't sound good. No. Depends on how mad you are. Wait, wait, wait. I want to hear this. Like as the raccoon is running off the porch, he will shoot it from. From where? There's like a split the second when it jumps off the porch <laughs> to go under the porch. But Literally be, a split second. The shot will be shot towards the house though, which is hilarious. No, oh, you're on the side of the, the house ground. and you're oh, shooting sorry. parallel to the house towards wall. The ground. This is what people in the city will never understand. <laughs> so but you have to take out the raccoon, or it will go chill. You're going to kill, kill all your chickens chicks. again because you already lost chicks. your chickens. Yes, we lost all of them in one night because yeah. the raccoon dug under there. Okay, so you're oh. going to smoke this raccoon. What weapon are you going to use? A gun. Duh, not a cannon. Well, I don't know. Whatever's going to take it out. Okay. I don't know. Shot. I have a few choices. 
All right. So, but I still don't understand. Somebody's going to run out the back door of your house. I'm going to just cut the light. <laughs> I cut the light on on the porch just to make sure it's there. Y'all going to have your underwear on? This is funny. I mean, we'll see. <laughs> this is the country. Country living. I mean. Oh, I've shot shit naked before. I did not have before. clothes on last night when I went out. I was like shooing it off the porch. Actually, I opened the door and it ran off the porch. And I cut the light on. I was like, well, I hope nobody drives could, by because my porch light is on. You and could, I'm not dressed. You could just trap it and then take it out in the open field and let it go where it's free and Why? then shoot then it. it. Comes <laughs> back. Well, then <laughs> let it, bolt. Let, set it free, but kill it. Yeah, that's a, I know someone that does it exactly that. Exactly that. <laughs> it ain't it ain't right just shooting it in a cage. No, that was, it's kind of true. Is that your dad? It's true. <laughs> okay, well, hey, we still have your like son's traps, so let's do that. We'll we'll trap it on the porch. You ain't but gonna then, trap it. No, just that shoot cat. It, but the cat will go in. I'm just stuff. curious about where the shooter is going to be with <laughs> respect to you. I'll be in the house. Oh, you're just gonna go out and <laughs> run back in? No, I'll just keep my eye on it. <laughs> cut the light Y'all on. gonna shoot the damn car. I can't yeah, wait to no, see tomorrow not. what's got no, a hole in it. Well, you could update <laughs> us on the next podcast if you ever shot this raccoon. Um, I do think it's interesting. I don't personally plan to own a gun, but um, oh, I God. recently went to Austin, and thanks to our uh, changed homeless policy, it did feel. And I used to live in Austin eight years. I left in two thousand and eleven. So since 2011, it definitely, and I've, then I left and went to, I spent, lived in Los Angeles. So I know what it's like to live in a city with homeless people that as a woman, you, you feel, you, you know, you're questioning your safety, not because they're homeless. No, I'm not saying that, but because they're doing irregular behavior. Mm -hmm. Um, doesn't matter the gender. It's just your very regular erratic, I'd say behavior. So that's like Austin is covered in that. And what I like about Texas is, you know, we talked about this when we were there recently with, uh, with Matt. You, you know, you could show a gun to someone. So I don't think what people don't, what never is in gun statistics is the amount of crime that's stopped by just having a gun. So by just showing the gun, like I wish we would have done it to this homeless guy the other day because he was basically, well, first we walked. Well, that's brandishing a weapon. First he was punching the air for a while while having conversations with himself for a long time. And he was asked to leave many times by the gas station attendant. And he was very scary and it was very sad to watch regular women walk past i mean it just wasn't a good situation then he came and stared at us in our car and i was like oh this isn't good <laughs> while we're waiting on matt had we just anyways now i'm not saying you need to sh it's, whether it's homeless people or someone that has ill will intention well, for you showing yeah. a gun pretty much ends everything the problem with those gun statistics is okay there's twenty thousand people killed by firearm a huge percentage are suicide which is unfortunate and sad but they I were determined the to kill themselves them. yeah then in there Chicago. is the percentage of people that had accidents with guns, okay? And accidents are going to happen with cars and drugs and everything under the sun. So there's accidents with guns. And then there were the people that needed to be shot. No, this is... Okay, and they count that as a gun death. the largest gun death and the largest mass shootings, because I think that recent gun shooting we had was number 200 or something, or maybe 2,000. I actually lose track. The majority of all of our gun violence is Chicago. It's very easy. They have the biggest and they have the most gun laws... And sadly, it's black on black crime. It's even even children are being shot with these stray bullets. When I say they don't want to talk about it, they don't want to address it, they don't want to do anything about it. When I say people needed to be shot, I mean that somebody like Jennifer here defended herself yes. from somebody breaking in the house. And then you have just plain old gun violence. You got what you're talking about, yes. Chicago, and that's where the majority people of our are mass shooting each other. And, yeah. and so these numbers, though. When you hear that 20,000 people killed by guns, it's killed by people using firearms. 
And a lot of them are people killing themselves. A lot of them are people that needed to be shot because they were about to rape somebody or kill somebody. Uh, and some of them were accidents. Some guy cleaning a gun shoots himself. But you're right. They never show the statistic because there's no way to know it. You wouldn't Of know how it. many crimes have been prevented. stopped because somebody just pulled a gun up uh, and the guy was like, okay, I'm out of here. I think there's things you can look at. So when you look at a victim disarmament zone such as Chicago, <laughs> can you compare it to, let's say, Houston where people aren't disarmed? You can get an idea of uh, the deterrent that guns have. The so problem is recently the mall shooting in Texas is that the people that are open carrying or closed carrying aren't at the mall. I mean, it's true. It's like a victim. Dis- I mean, well, let's be real. Have you seen who goes to the mall lately? It ain't your gun-toting Texans. Um, and I and I say that with a joke because I just came from West Texas where people are still wearing spurs because they literally are, are like wearing on horses. They are literally on horses. They are gun-toting Texans. They're not at the malls, but yeah, I thought of every time there is a Texas shooting, I'm always like, how did that happen? Because so many people are closed. It happened where the, the Texas gun guys are not. Yes. It or the Texas gun women, such as Jennifer. Now, I'm yeah. curious, what would you do if you were at a Walmart, you had your gun, and there was uh, an issue with a shooter? Would you oh, use I yours? Oh, I would defend myself, yeah, for sure. Not even just or defend yourself. I'm asking, else. would you like defend the store? It's yes. my if, job to... I want to, and I want to know what does your gut tell you if you're at Walmart and you're checking out shoes for your kids, and all of a sudden uh, you hear gunshots. What does your gut say? And there's no judgment either way. Are you going to just crouch somewhere? Or are you going to go find where's the gun coming from because you have a firearm and you can stop this and save people? What are you going to do? Well, first, if my children are with me, I'm going to make them make sure they're completely safe. If I'm close to a door, I'm I'm going out with my children. Okay. My children come first okay. before everybody in the store. Sorry, but it's yeah, okay, yeah, it's right. okay mommy enough. bear. So, but if absolutely, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to go, probably not going to run towards it because I'm going to get out with my children. Yeah. But your Instagram be think, lit if you shoot that. I think guy. that's what an expert would say. That would be the correct thing to do, like a quote-unquote instructor. Oh, yeah, get which away. Which is get, so, just get away. Which, exactly I, what she said to do. But what if she children, children first? Okay, so d- let's just remove your children now from the situation. Now what do you do? See, I have pictured this a lot, or I've considered this or thought it, because especially when all the movie theater shootings were happening, I, every time after that, a lot of times, I would go in, I would pay attention to where I sat. I'm like, I need to make sure, you know, my kids can hide. And I would have... I would absolutely, if a gunman came in there and started shooting, I would pull mine out and shoot back for sure. I mean, I would make sure nobody was, you know, in between us, but I would want to take them out just because that'll keep them from killing so many other people and potentially me. Sure. It's just so sad that you, as a mom of three, actually think about that when you go to a theater. I'm glad you do. Should. But yeah, I mean, what, what's to, the alternative? Right? Going in there and thinking, well, uh, I could hide real good. That I is not know, a response. Because you're not gonna, you cannot hide well enough. You have to take them out before they kill everybody else. No, because and I everybody you save with, thank myself. you. I couldn't live with myself if I just let everybody get shot up because I was too pulled, too scared to pull out my gun and shoot back. Like I would shoot back. Thank God, so it you're an like American most woman. Most people <laughs> that are are carrying, and I, I would like to say that most people I know that carry have the exact same spirit. Um, they're not just unresponsible rednecks they it is a, a y'all seen a that creed. that video of that sh- shooter in a church oh yeah he walks the... in and smokes one guy and then so, there's 
overhead footage where you got to pause and you're going to circle every guy drawing a gun and he gets smoked by another quickly guy. yeah where, real where quick. was this at in and, and i forget where a rural it was in texas yeah it was in texas a church and but there was a lot of people carrying in that church <laughs> so this guy tried to make what uh, a church into like a mass shooting school type location in texas he got away i think with one, he got one sh- shot it may it may not even been that i you know so but he within seconds he was down. That what that guy that shot him shot. though? That it was a not only was it a headshot, <laughs> this guy's small little carry pistol and he was really far away, like across mm-hmm. the whole church. I saw the video. He he draws, but puts it on him and but, knocks him down. But that's not what just what's interesting about the video. That like that like I I had someone else replay the video on YouTube. I saw this and they paused it and they said, Okay, yeah, that happened. But look at this. Another guy drawing. Another guy drawn. Yeah. There's all these other guys. All these backups. All so, these other guys pulling wow. their pistols. And I out. think what's important to state for most of you, like myself, if you never shot a gun, Hollywood makes it look easy. It is not easy to hit something within a two foot range. Is absolutely hard. So to hit a yeah. person, which is usually a foot, to I mean, it is abs- to hit something within six feet. Is hard. You okay. hear the, you hear these liberals like say, well, "Why didn't you just shoot him in the leg, or shoot him oh, in the hand, God. or shoot the yeah. gun out of his like, hand?" It's like, like go know? shoot, and then you'll know. So you, I want to yes. jump in here real quick because uh, you say that, uh, and it brings up what Michael Moore said after one of those theater shootings that you're talking about. Um, he said, "You know, the average gun gun owner." thinks that when they're four or five or six seats away from this shooter, that they're going to be able to take them out. You know, and, th- and that kind of stress, you can't do that. And I'm, I'm sitting here saying, in the age we are in now, where you can't judge anybody for anything, how dare him judge what the average American gun owner does? Trust me, we shoot our guns. And don't tell me what we can or can't do. Trust me, seven theater seats away on my worst day, with my worst pistol, I can hit a human object. So and don't it, what you're telling me, Michael, that I don't go out and shoot all the time and train. But what his, but his point is valid is the point I'm making, which is it's actually very hard to hit a target. Like Beth, when you're speaking from somebody I'm who shoots very wide. little, very little. Beth, how many how many times have you shot? So guns? you're saying most people that are carrying are actually they well actually shoot, or would you say regulated? They are well regulated. They, well, they are well regulated, and that means like your body, you're well regulated. You train. Okay, yes. you exercise. That's what that word means, not government regulation. It means you exercise it. Well-regulated means to use. And guys, he's referencing our Second Amendment, yeah. just so you know. Yeah, okay, all right. I, yeah, I just did want to make that point. I don't shoot a lot, but it's uh, increasingly hard. So when you do see someone actually, when someone actually successfully takes out someone, it's pretty impressive. It is impressive, but those people who are carrying firearms go out and use them for the most part. And There's that is actually why those mass shooters are awful. I mean, I, I hate to say this, but if you ever wonder why mass shooters are never really that successful, I mean, they're yeah, not well practiced or regulated. The body's ratio is terrible. Awful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it truly is. I shouldn't it's laugh, like the most ineffective killing machine ever. It. Get on a get on an eighteen wheeler. Yeah. You always wonder, like, how did he? Well, I shouldn't. say How did you it, miss that? Thinking, yes, this is literally what people are thinking. I think, sadly, the Las Vegas shooting, the guy up from a hotel that shot down into a concert. I think that was actually one of the first time that they were, sadly, was... Um, it was effective because he, he had the density of the crowd yeah. in his favor. He couldn't miss. Right. Did y'all see the, the Tennessee, um, the footage where those guys went in? So this was right after the Uvalde shooting 
where there's video footage of these guys lurking around in the hall for about 30, 45 minutes doing nothing. Oh, that was awful. They get the hand sanitizer on the so, way in the door. They literally, while what? children Who were dying, good guys Uvalde. Bad guys? No, this is, this? I, would like to, I would like to, again, place blame. We were talking about the Uvalde Police Department that did not let parents go save their child. And meanwhile, they waited in the hallway and sanitized their hands. Oh, God. It's I on thought video. he was talking about Tennessee. They waited 45 minutes, Matt, just so you know. Children are dying, meanwhile, bleeding to death. So, They're waiting. So after... Uh, Not doing what their job after is, the Uvalde, charge the building. After the, U, the Uvalde police showed people what not to do... The, the ten, <laughs> Which is wait. Beth, is, was it Tennessee? Um, yeah, we had a really accurate response after that on the next mass shooting so, in America. So, the, so there's body cam footage of the dude. Dude just rolls up. He already has the key. He yells out to two other guys. He said, I need two. He opens the door. They immediately start clearing rooms. They hear shots upstairs. They change their direction, go upstairs, smoke the guy, and that was it. The, yes. They immediately went after him. Hell Fuck yeah. And yeah. Clearing rooms. They, I mean, these guys, um, based on what I saw from uniform versus like not uniform, like these guys weren't like SWAT team that trained together. But even despite that, they were working really well, clearing rooms together. This is amazing. Yeah. They basically took the handbook of what happened in Uvalde not to do and did it. So do you that, know, wait, back that, to Uvalde, that was the, the guy that was getting, one that yes. has yet, we can't see his manifesto, but this was the transgender student that went in, the transgender mass shooter. This is why you don't know about it. It's because, because we stopped well, talking okay. about it we real fast. Uvalde, we were just in West Texas. I do want to say back to Uvalde, the guy that did take out the shooter. No, it's important to know this, Matt. We have it on video. The policeman that decided to hang out in the hallways wasn't the guy that took out the killer. The guy that took out the killer was actually getting his hair cut. I heard about that. Left the salon, took the gun from the salon owner. Which is hilarious. And shot the guy and penetrated the building and shot the, the guy. So it wasn't even the policeman. And I do think, sadly, as we're... It's kind of weird. I realize as we're talking about this, there's so many mass shootings in America. We're talking about it like sports. They learned from the Uvalde shooting to have an accurate, better response on the Tennessee shooting, which we don't know about because Russell made the point that that person... That, the transgender I'll, I'll shooter was a manifesto Ill. that was uh, that they don't want us to see. Yeah. Why not? Well, well, uh, I guess because they don't um, they don't want us to think that. So there was a day of vengeance, like a trans day of vengeance, not too long ago. They don't want us to think that they're a violent group well, that will I, kill us. If actually, do you realize that's also why the Bud Light debacle grew? There's many reasons the Bud Light was like the best domino setup. And it was because they did the trans thing right after the trans had killed the Christians. There's remember there was also a Christian school with kids. It, anyways, it was, we should never was, base all was, our beliefs and hopes on the fact that one of our own crazies won't do something. That's what's sad. They don't want to let the manifesto out because it looks makes their side look bad. There was a second, but if it was some shooting. white dude that was a neo-Nazi, we'd be hearing about it every day. But here's the sad truth: on every belief system there is, you have a small fraction yeah. of fringe, not so crazy people willing to actually kill. But one of the interesting but, thoughts but, I had was but, all these people. Think about this though: all the people out there that are anti-gun and don't want you to have guns. Imagine they were in a scenario getting blasted. They saw their best friend's head shot off, brains everywhere, and all of a sudden, Mom Jennifer here comes in, puts the shooter down, and saves the day. Oh, we're bet not you that individual, we're not gonna report that, that, on that individual story. is going to have uh, come to uh, Jesus moment. Actually, about Matt their Russell made a great point. That story is probably happening across America and in the last three it. decades, and we will never hear You'll about never it. You'll never hear about it. Then, I, I mean, what, it, is, what are the races as well? 
Like if a white dude choked out a white guy on the subway in New York, who cares? You're not gonna hear about it. Let's get in a Change fight. Change one of those person's ethnicities. Protest in the streets. <laughs> no, change it. What were you going to cut? You were saying no, no. You were going to say. Oh something well, about like it. you're I'm saying. Curious. Well, if with every ideology, there's an extreme fringe group, right? Yeah. And I'm, I'm disagree. Well, if there's not, we just have the feds go create that group, and then radicalize them. It's very true. I mean, like most, like. I wouldn't be surprised at all if what's left of the KKK is like 90% CIA and yeah. FBI. Right. <laughs> so true. They're all in there having coffee together. Well, what are we going to do today? This is totally off topic, but it came to my brain before we... Is that I'd like to uh, promote any Democrats that might listen to us. If you could consider voting for RFK, thank you, because I really... Oh, I'm like a Democrat now. I am too. I'm like hardcore RFK. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Except he can't talk. I mean, oh, that's okay. But he actually has a brain behind it. Like unlike Biden, to... who you don't know why he's not talking correctly. Like RFK can still be making very intelligent, logical debate. You know, he's basically operating. He just has a, a speech thing. I'm a Democrat now. Yeah, me too. RFK oh, yeah. all the way, baby. But how do we vote for him if he's he, not? He gonna... has to win the primaries. It's like what? But they're don't not vote primary. In the Democratic primary. I know, right? It's very dem- democratic. So I go. In a non-existent Democrat primary and write him in? You Well, he's technically on the ballot, even though Joe Biden's camp will say there's no one that's competing against him. We do know that there are, was a lady and a man, and that man, they're like, he has no gravitas. Yeah, no, he's just a <laughs> Kennedy. <laughs> he has no gravitas. No, but he's getting increasingly more popular. In fact, I think he just maybe broke 20%. Like, they can't even deny it anymore. He's, oh, they will, he's though. Huge. Well, so, so there are people... I mean, he's uh, got both Russell and I went over. I didn't know that you were an RFK fan. I The main... Re- his main... If you had to say, what's your number one topic? It's the corporatocracy of basically corporations. It's exactly what... It's the number one thing that we're fighting right now, and that's his agenda, which is the corporatocracy of our what used to be a democracy. Hey, I want to go around the room and ask questions and include Jennifer here. What When you hear about a, a politician, all right, Russell, we'll start with you, and then we'll go to you and go around. You hear a politician come up, they're talking, what are some things like litmus paper for you that you would say, okay, where they stand on X is going to determine whether I support them or not? I mean, philosophically speaking, they just have to... Um, Realize that to me, they can't help me in any way, and there's all these things that the government and rule like has that uh, stop me from doing what I want to do. And it'd be nice if that wasn't, you know, if they got out of the way. So it's it's about because um, the modern politician will probably uh, what they do is they just promise things and they print money to pay for these things, and so they so. Basically, I can't even answer your question because well, like, it's a perfect thing. answer. Though. Put it in a box. That, that is a simple thing. So, so they steal money from the general population or from any dollar holders by printing money to pay for subsidy programs that aren't going to benefit me at all. And then so, um, well, what if there was four candidates up there and one of them would say blank that would make you go, "I'm voting for that guy." And the, if anyone that wanted to end the Fed and yeah. understands the, that the, our money is corrupt, that so. The way to defund all of these bad ideas is to fix the money because we're financing them through the Federal Reserve and our our fiat monetary system. That's just a it's a it's a complete tax on overall society, but it's like a hidden tax. Um, so, like uh, I think 
Ron Paul, who who else other than Ron Paul has talked about ending the Fed? Maybe, and I would say if I had to, hopefully RFK would definitely be open. Fix to the it. money. But fix they've already killed his his uncle for that. So. Yeah, fix the money, fix the world. Uh, I think you can look at an executive order that Kennedy, the President Kennedy, had before he got executed. Yeah, uh, not long before. And it was to it was to fix the dollar and make it silver again, I believe. But um, yeah, yeah, I think the single biggest issue would be the money. And, okay. and that's why I'm such a uh, advocate of Bitcoin. I feel like a rules-based monetary system like Bitcoin could could really change things because there there'd be no way, like we just they would just have to uh, spend the same amount of money they take in with taxes. They can't steal money at mm-hmm. like you know. Yeah, it's, it's economic responsibility. Jennifer, what about you? I don't know how to follow that. Well, let's say there's well, four well, candidates. No, I, know, I get your question. I just. It's a hard question. I, know I really just I want what I want simple. I just want somebody that actually knows how to run a country and wants the best for all of us, not just what is going to benefit. They're, they're all gonna, four going to say that though. That's too broad. They're going to say but that. But what's the one thing that matters most to you? Because what you just said is very broad. It is. How do you make a great but country? World peace. You, hey, I'll be honest. <laughs> just his, my world peace. His, for example, <laughs> his great country means zero government. Right, but to the next person, a great country mm-hmm. might mean obviously involvement with government. So, what's the one thing that matters to you? The one thing. There's a lot of things because I want to keep. I a lot of what he said. I want to keep our rights. Other than I don't. I would love if they could just be like, "Hey, I'm not going to tell you what, what you have well, to do. On, I'm did, not going to tell you. Got to believe." What in did this, I? What did I say that wanted to get what rid you of rights? Said, no, that's the Fed. That's not the Fed. I, to me, hey, that's one that makes sense. No, I mean them. The, the Fed to is just a dollar. Every single thing that we do, if like. The, so, My sister would kill me if she heard this conversation. So I think we have rights. I don't think the government has rights. No, I mean, right. the, the government is just steadily, especially Democrats, are always trying to take away, they're trying to take away our gun rights. They're trying to take away our freedom of speech and saying all these things. I would like to keep all those. I know so they, which of those is most important to you? You're getting, you're doing good. You're yeah, getting narrowing it down. All of it. I can't really narrow it down. Uh, but you got to make, because I also want things like... Sorry, everybody. Or can we say? Are you saying anything? <laughs> I don't want. I mean, I would like abortion ban. Myself. Ooh, taking that right away. I know. I'm like, well, so that, that's like a well, human life thing playing. Yes, on. I would like Christian beliefs behind whoever is running. Okay, so you believe uh, okay, a little so bit Christian of mixed, beliefs. Mixed, yeah. So of, uh, in the religion Fed, and government, Christian. And I find that interesting. She's okay with mixing religion and government. And, well, I mean, it's okay. Well, whatever. There's no right in, or wrong. We're I mean, just asking. All in your rights, though. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it takes away rights of people that want an abortion. I know. Yeah, well, I guess you're, I'm just thinking about air, separation you're, of church and state. Yeah, the, tricky subject. People yeah. don't people don't articulate that. You're 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 get you, there's two people to give rights to the the fetus or the person that carries a fetus, and so what but, you're saying is you want to give the rights to the fetus. Yes, because it's a human that didn't have a choice to be created, and then they're just murdered. Right. So, yeah, that's my belief. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, is that it? Yeah. Well, okay. So, well, all right. So here, here's my one, which is I have a close second, which is what I said, corporatocracy, right? It's um, Milo Yiannopoulos said it beautifully on a when he actually was on Timcast before he brought on Yeezy or whatever you called Kanye. Just the guy that's uh, the media is reporting is no longer gay. Um, anyways, Milo brought it up and he worded it perfectly. I might find it in my notes and read it out to y'all about just 
anyways, we understand what a corporatocracy is. He basically said this is something that Orwell didn't see, which is where the government blends <clears throat> with uh, private corporate, you know, private interests, corporations. That's what we're seeing today. It's a monster, right? And to, okay, I don't need to give an example of people. They get it, right? It's literally what we're fighting. Okay, but that's my second. The first one, just because I value, I guess, like it's instinct in my in human nature to want to survive and live. Then it would be like, okay, so human life matters the most. And again, we've hit on this fact before on this show. Democide is the number one killer of human beings. Democide is death by government. So if you're wondering what you're most likely to die from, it is actually your own government. And there's only one way to survive democide, and that is to stay an armed society. Um, you know, everyone else around the world can think we're crazy carrying our guns, but, you know, they've disarmed hundreds of nations before and democide has followed. So, I don't know. I don't actually like being from a country that's full of a lot of guns, but since we have them, we know there's no other way of living. We know that disarming us is only going to make us vulnerable for democide, which is still the number one killer of human beings. So, I'm okay with our Second Amendment, so that would matter the most to me. Oh. The Second Amendment? Well, whichever one is the gun that, one. That's the second. <laughs> I know. Well, I'm just saying you're literally saying my number two is my number one. Oh, whereas most, I mean, well, I think number one is number one. The second. Well, you protect the, the first with the second. That's number The number there. two is the backup for number one, though. You don't exactly. need number two if you got number one. Well, but you're never going to have number one. I mean, we don't even have it right now. Yeah, we do. Free speech. I mean, really? Is it free? Like, nothing. Everything is, is truth is gone. Like, I mean, look, you're you're you, talking about you're talking about like the sit, modern like we're here all speaking our mind rather freely. Like, yeah, some of these platforms may cancel us, but that's we're still we're still not being arrested. Like if you go to some parts of the world today and you uh, wrong think in public like we are right now, you you end up in behind bars. Yeah, so, I guess you're so right. Th- so yeah, if, compared to that, we still have free speech. I know. I guess when I was thinking, though, when you're saying free speech, I was even thinking like back in the day when you're just on the town center court and you say something, they either will A, like cancel you, muzzle you, or change what you just said. Like, mm. I think thought and expression is very triangulated. It's the game of telephone immediately when it comes out of your mouth. So I just feel like free speech is actually a mirage, whereas the right to be able to A, defend yourself from an animal or another human being, and B, survive and eat something that you just shot because look you could argue that plants can keep you alive but you can't guarantee the weather i mean Mm. my dad's a farmer i mean i can say this you know so a gun whereas if you have the right to have a gun you have the right to possible living a life and staying alive bad ideas um never make it in a society where you can openly express like criticism towards them so that's why when you have the free speech when you have the first amendment that's the biggest protector against tyranny because, like, just tyrannical ideas are just, it's obvious, they're obviously bad I, on their face. You have to censor criticism I of them. I actually think right now is such a perfect dynamic to look at it. Even right now, we say free speech and the even word democracy, it actually means so many things. Like, they even mm. made up the word misinformation. Like, words are completely twisted right now. The propaganda on those very things, misinformation, free speech, are completely two different things to people nowadays. So I do think, like, 
I suggest breeding Orwell's 1984. Like it's a really or, good or, example. Or just of watch what the movie. Doing. It's also very good. I didn't even know there was a movie. Oh yeah, I think it's on yeah. YouTube. It is on YouTube. Okay. 1984. But that's a, you just said one thing. Look, I I'm big into the corporatocracy. We talked about it that, on Quantum Bomb. But you said what was the one thing that would make me not choose somebody or choose somebody? Yeah. And at the end of the day, I want to be able to, as a human life. They should be able to live. And it's proven time and time again. Look, if you want to argue me, I'm sorry, but thousands of years of human history on my side. It is. Yeah, they Guns are. win, period. I'm sorry. And when you're in the zombie apocalypse, you're going to want one. And you're going to murder just to get one. People, you know, it's sad, it's sad what we have to do, but this is why they make movies about it. <laughs> you know? The great equalizer. What? Uh, a fire, firearm, a gun, would be the great equalizer. All right, no man. matter the number, no matter the size, call on me and I will equalize. That's a, an advertisement for Colt in the 1800s. Yeah, I don't mean to sound abrupt, but if you watch The Walking Dead, you get to the, we all come to the same conclusion. <laughs> yeah, got, what's better, bow and survive. arrow? You, well, or, actually, I would love a bow and arrow, but at the end of the day, it's about survival and weapons. You know what's easier? This. <laughs> yeah. What's yours? Uh, oh, you could guess it. Um, I, you know, I, I was thinking what you just said. There are countries out there that are wonderful places to be, and they have extremely strict gun control. But to your point, uh, if you think of life more than a fruit fly, and you think of it more than just the 80 or 100 years that you're going to live, you're 100% correct. It is uh, organized extermination of those who are undesirables. Uh, my one, I'm kind of like you, I got a one and a two. Uh, my second would be private ownership of land that is truly respected uh, and, and is a right to own land um, and do with it as you see fit. Uh, and two, uh, number one, my number one would be firearms, uh, the, the private ownership of weapons. And I don't mean uh, a bunch of regulated bullcorn. Uh, I mean, yeah, you can have an M60 and everybody jumps this stupid argument. Oh, you can have a nuke? No. Okay. Um, How about if you could make your own nuke? Well, well you first can off, make tell your own our nuke. audience what an M60 is, because I don't even know. I it's mean, a, it's you a, always it's say a belt fed a belt fed machine gun. Okay. So anything that a a, a squad in the military would be using, uh, you should be able to have. I, I mean, and, and please, for people that don't understand that, the point of us having the Second Amendment was to protect ourselves against even our own military guys. So if the military has it as a citizen, you most definitely should be. Yeah, able to it, have it was it. never anything about hunting. I mean, that that, uh, is, that argument is asinine. What but about in, a- in the 1920s, 1924, you could call up the arsenal and order a 75 millimeter artillery cannon. You could order artillery shells with explosive in them. You could order hand grenades. You could order machine guns. Uh, you could order everything that an infantry unit could have. You could get a tank with a live gun. Uh, you gotta, then, we got to draw the line somewhere. Infantry may be a good one. I think uh, it's it's more simpler just to say like what a individual can carry on their person, and I I would draw the line there. Well, cannons have always been legal. Contrary to what Joe Biden said, cannons have yeah. always been legal. The biggest cannon that a ship could carry, an individual in 1790 could buy, and you can buy it still today. So Everybody go get a cannon because it's legal. Nobody's done a school Joe shooting Biden with said. a cannon. It only takes one shot to take the whole school out. But it, Probably it's, miss people, though. Well, you load a grape shot, 
and it would just sweep the ground. But the, I actually am curious. They're not the even regulated. Isn't That's it what's just hilarious. a metal ball rolling through a building, or does it actually detonate into an explosion? No, well, that depends on what you load it with. But if is you it, load a, a cannon, like legally right now, there is no paperwork required. You could be 15 years old and legally get a giant cannon loaded with black powder and shoot that thing. And you could load it with a bunch of ball bearings, 900 pounds of ball bearings, and sweep out a parking lot of cars, and there'd be no no gun law broken. Wait, when you mean ball bearings, are those those tiny fragments that frag it, it, out? No, it's a ball bearing. It's a steel oh, it's ball the size ball. of a marble. And you'd get thousands oh. of them, load them up in there, and it spreads like a giant shotgun. That's not illegal. Anybody can own a black powder gun, and that, they don't regulate the size of that. So, no, if you've got the land, and see, here's the thing. This country was not built for babies. It was built for regulated individuals, people who said, I want to buy an artillery piece because I have 9,000 acres in the desert where I'm going to go shoot my artillery piece. If you lived in New York City, you also could buy the artillery piece. But what's going to happen if you load that up in your yard and start firing across Manhattan? Well, you're probably going to get shot. So, well, but, but what you don't realize is that the people in Manhattan are now making the rules for folks such as yourself. So, and they've taken over the country. So yeah. you need to move on, Matt. So I don't think I, they have. I, oh, they have not taken here, over the here, country. Here's what I want to say, though. I understand what I'm saying is sloppy, uh, and there's no easy answer for any of this. Freedom it's all, is sloppy. It, it, it's all complicated. Well, the federal government's now like their their highest priority is escorting illegal immigrants into the country. And man, before, so like. <laughs> Yeah, but like, before you hijack that, that's actually I, a topic we didn't what, get into. What I wanted to say, why I chose the second as the, the Second Amendment or ownership of military firearms as my number one, is because I look to nature for a lot of my answers, and nature is chaotic. But there has to be something that is a checkpoint, something that says, "Shot past this line, you shall not cross." And uh, as government encroaches or criminals encroach, whatever. I do believe that thoughts are the most powerful thing we have. Education is extremely important. Uh, at the end of the line, at 3 o'clock in the morning, when there is an evil force on your doorstep, though, uh, there's no time for negotiation. And that simple thing of a firearm... Are you answering your own question? Well, what question? The one you asked all three of us. Yeah, he answered it. Okay. Yeah, is, this part, is this part of your answer? Yeah, yeah. now I'm done. So it's the Answer Second Amendment. Up. Well, the ownership of military Actually, firearms. I yeah. like it. It's it more interesting. Where do you though, draw the line? It, yeah, his is a caveat. It needs military grade. If, art. if if the if a military unit ground force is using it, you should have it. But you've already said no nukes, or did you not? Yeah, I said no nukes. Okay, so where do you draw the line between like a five hundred pound hydrogen bomb and the aircraft carrier to deliver that and the new? You know where are you? Yeah, if if you can have the aircraft carrier, if you can afford it, yeah, go get it. Yeah. I mean, I've got a tank, and, and the only reason I've got a little starter tank is because I'm not rich enough to get, like, a, what about, a Tiger tank. So, like, um, aircraft carrier, battleship, fighter jets, basically I, anything that doesn't... Uh, do you, your only line is if it explodes via nuclear? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like, if, if I could afford a battleship and a crew to run it, I would totally have a battleship with 16-inch guns, and I would buy an island and shell the shit out of it for fun. And I'd charge people to come and do it, and believe me, they'd pay. They'd line up. Most countries don't even have aircraft carriers. Piss on an aircraft carrier. We did away with battleships because we think they're antiquated, but they're badass. Look, if you were jacking with me and the next morning you wake your, you roll your window up and there's a battleship with 16-inch guns aimed at you sitting about 300 yards off your coast, we're going to negotiate. It's a sitting, sitting duck. A battleship is not quite a sitting duck. It's got a lot of... You defense. would have to have a lot of... Um, 
anti... You'd have to have the missiles that shoot down missiles. Yeah. Well, you can put them on there. But a battleship's just cool, man. I don't need a tank, and I damn sure wouldn't run to my tank to defend my farm from some criminal because it takes a while. But My battery's going dead. Beth, what are you doing? I actually realized that I forgot now that we're hiring a virtual assistant to be posting our podcast that I should be taking the uh, notes so to pass off to them. So I'm now writing our podcast description. Quantum, Quantum bombs. Bombs. Boom, 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 boom.